Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Uh, now that I know that we've got Lawrence on the line. Good morning, Lawrence. Good morning, Kev. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fine. I'm a, as I said, I'm an absolute technophobe. So, Tony, I don't think you can hear us, can you? I take that as a no. <laughs> so. All right. She says she says she's happy. She says it's on hold. She's beep, it's beeping. It's on hold. So, but we might talk to her later. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll do that. We will. So, um, so yeah, Tony, if you can hear us, I'll have a chat with Lawrence. I'll come back and we'll chat to you about it as well. Uh, so, right, it's Romeo and Juliet. It's from the Nottingham Shakespeare Company. It's touring from Wednesday the 7th of February uh, on Carrington Street. Uh, that's where it starts at St John's Church and goes all the way through to Saturday the 17th of February, which is at... Uh, so- now then, is it Southerminster or is it South Wellminster? That's a really good question. I, I say Southern. Same here, Southern. But, you know, we'll wear right then. We'll we <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably get to, to Sutherland and they'll all say, oh, no, it's Southwell. So, but, uh, Absolutely. There you Absolutely. go. So, uh, now, that, as I said, the local tour covers uh, 10 days um, from from the 7th to the 17th. It's all in different venues around the city. I mean, do, does that bring any issues with each venue being different? Because, I mean, you've got to know sort of en- exits and entrances and everything uh, like that. Like that. So what sort of issues does that bring to a company? Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, what's great about that, obviously, about going to these different venues, you want we want what's great about Nottingham Shakespeare, Shakespeare Company is you want it to be accessible. We want to be, you know, like like back in the day, you'd throw your stuff in the you know in a chariot or in a in a cart and like go chariot. That's probably grand in a cart and go <laughs> touring. And it's kind of got that aspect to it. But you're right in terms of some of the um, challenges. Sometimes acoustically, you know, we've gone into different venues and the acoustics change, and so it's what works. In one venue won't work in another and like you said the entrances and exits sometimes there's some really quick changes sometimes it's a bit, little bit longer to go around so lots of logistic uh logistical things to overcome but um yeah it's all been fun now then uh let's talk about um your, your background because um I, I know that this is your your debut with the nottingham shakespeare company um yeah so what what have you done before this so I'm, I'm kind of like returning back to acting. So I've done a, so, so this is my second Shakespeare play. The one that I did last was, was Much Ado. And, and then, so yes, this is my debut with the SC. Done, done more t- um, short films and things like that. And uh, so did plays back in the day. But yeah, it's been great to have a company that has been really helpful for me to, to, to get back into Shakespeare that is, you know, Michelle and Kat, who have been, you know, just amazing at supporting all of the actors. It's been great for me personally to kind of get hold of the text and ask them any questions. So it's been a good growing experience as well. Now, then, uh, you mentioned much ado about nothing. You play Claudio, uh, of course, um, in, in that. So what, what is it about Shakespeare that attracts you to want to perform it? It's a really good question. For me personally, I think it's... I suppose growing up Shakespeare, I never thought it was, I, I, I never kind of got onto it. I know a lot of people will say this because, you know, it, you're supposed to see it on the stage, not necessarily just read it on the page. But when you're introduced to it at a young age you, and, you, and, you, and it kind of turns you off, it kind of, it can just be a little bit hard to get past that. What I love about Shakespeare now is like realising how, br- obviously how brilliant it is, but seeing it performed and selfishly being, being in it, I feel like I learned so much more about the text and the nuance and hearing, you know, brilliant actors say these lines in rehearsals, new things jump out to you. So, and I think just that, you know, because Shakespeare is such a genius at 
touching on the human experience, it's always relevant. And so to see those themes come out in new ways and explore those themes, I find that really exciting, Kev, to kind of have this, you know, this, this text, which is, is so old, but to kind of bring a new perspective or to bring my experience or to hear somebody else's experience and to shape those words, still staying true to the text, but you can bring it alive in new ways. And that's why I think Shakespeare's so enduring. And that, that is why people are still performing Shakespeare today. I mean, it was written in 1597. Um, right. So, you know, it's... A bit ago. Exactly. But still being performed today because of the richness of the text. And, and I mean, it, it's just so wonderful to watch as well. A lot of people, they don't quite get all of the text, but you get the message you do from, from the actors. And Romeo and Juliet is such a gorgeous play, isn't it? It is. And you're absolutely right. I did a workshop recently, um, last week actually, at the Nottingham Playhouse with some uh, refugees, people speaking different languages, and we worked on some simple, you know, dialogue with, without much, you know, text at all. And we, we commented without even being able to speak the language, we could still convey meaning. And I think that's what's so great about, you know, seeing Shakespeare in person in a theatre is because you may not get all of it, but you get the story and you get the message and you get introduced to the language and maybe it makes sense and something, oh, I clicked, oh, I got that. But yeah, it is such an exciting thing. That's why we want people to come out and see us. So I'm sure there's a show happening near you and um, so we'd love you to come and check it out. Well, we'll give the rundown of the, the mini tour uh, at the end uh, of this. So let's talk about your roles, because there's, there's two roles that you play. First is Mercutio, which is uh, the, the, the main role, really, for you. Uh, and then there's Prince, e- I hope I pronounced this right, Prince Aeschylus? Yes. Tell us a little bit about both roles. Yeah, what, what, I, I mean, Mercutio is such a phenomenal character to, to play. You know, he's provocative, he is witty, he is funny, he is... You know, he can turn on a dime. He's, you know, he's, he's very reactive. Um, and so that, that has been really interesting to explore. And then his relationships with, you know, his, his friends and other people is, yeah. And so that, that aspect has been really great. And then you've got obviously the prince that I also get to play, which is completely different. You know, basically the Montague's Capulets are doing his head in. <laughs> he's trying to keep law and order. These 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 two groups of people are you know wrecking it, and he's you know he's trying to you know establish order and bring rule in in, in this place. So it's I, I've actually really enjoyed having getting chance to play both of those roles and and, and to pull things out and uh, of both of those. So I'm, yeah, I, I feel very very lucky to be able to do that actually. Now, of course, uh, Prince Aeschylus, he's the Prince of Verona um, and uh, the voice of authority really in Verona, isn't he? Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, he's the one, Prince of Verona, he's the one bringing order, bringing leadership, you know, Capulets, Montagues, sort your your lives out, you you know, you're wrecking wrecking the place. And yeah, he's he's the one who, because obviously Romeo and Juliet explores these these themes about rivalry, you know, between these two houses. And ultimately, as we know, that's that's what, that's that's the tragedy is that they don't get, they don't solve that and it, it costs lives. And, um, but yeah, so he's there trying to bring rule, and um, and then you know McHugh shows the other side of the <laughs> of the coin, really, who's you know an instigator, really, and you know things change after. Obviously, if you've not seen it, spoiler alert, cover your ears after after his death. <laughs> um, so you know, so it's it's great to be able to play both sides of 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 the of, of the themes, really, in in, the, in both roles. 
And of course, uh, Mercutio's death, that, I mean, that's pivotal, really, in the whole play. Uh, in Act 3, this, this all happens, because after then, I mean, the story turns a lot darker, doesn't it? Really quickly, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the first half is, you know, of the play is, is, is a comedy, and it, it really is funny. I mean, I'm not just saying this to get people out. There's bits that I've seen, like, every rehearsal, and it still makes me laugh. It's brilliant. And then, yeah, Mercutio's death really is the turning point, because that's when we kind of go from this comedy and it's fun. It's about love and it's about these two people to get together. And then Mercutio's death is, is the turning point. And after that, yeah, things, things, uh, things go a little bit dark and we get to explore that, which is, uh, which is good. Uh, it all starts, as I said, Wednesday, the 7th of February at Carrington, um, St. St. John's Church uh, in Carrington. Uh, that's the one that I'm coming to because I want to get in there first. Um, oh, brilliant. So. so I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm going to let you go, Lawrence, because uh, I know that Tony is probably still waiting on the line. Uh, and uh, We can't get the sellotape to fix the two together. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> or I need more training. I think it's more likely the second. So, lovely to meet you. You too. I shall see you down there Wednesday, the seventh of February, uh, and uh, and we'll have a chat with Tony about her role and everything else. So, see you down there on Wednesday night, and uh, have a see lovely rest of the weekend, Lawrence. Thank you so much. Cheers Thanks now. Bye bye. It's Mr. Big and Romeo, um, and uh, of course we're talking Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and so we finally managed to, to to get hold of Lawrence. Well, I got hold of Lawrence, but I just couldn't. Uh, morning, uh, morning, Tony. How are you? Good morning. I'm oh, good, thank you. That little gap there, you got me heart going. You did. I thought I'd lost <laughs> it. <laughs> so we're talking, as I said, Romeo and Juliet. It's the Nottingham Shakespeare Company. All starts on Wednesday, the seventh of February at Carrington at St John's Church. Uh, let's talk a little bit to you about uh, your role in this, because, uh, again, same as Lawrence, you've got two roles. Friar uh, Lawrence, Friar Lawrence, there's too many Lawrences yeah. knocking about here. <laughs> Friar Lawrence, exactly, and Gregory. So tell us a little bit about your roles. So um, Gregory that I play is um, a part of the sort of the guards of the House of the Capulet. Um, I'm only in it briefly as Gregory, um, but I quite well really I have a fight with the Montagues um and I sort of when I'm in that is what I'm about really I am trying to start fights or trying to back up other people that are in fights <laughs> so that's quite fun because when I came into it I was like I would like to play a part that has a sword and gets to do a sword fight so I quite enjoy that aspect because my friar doesn't actually get to have a sword fight so that's that's kind of sad for me. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Uh, so they took one in. Shakespeare's just written one in for you. Uh, so, um, my, my, uh, the friar that I get to play, so I get to play Friar Lawrence. I played a friar in Much Ado about nothing in the summer, um, who was very, you know, I played him as a very old man, which was quite fun to be a bit doddery and things. Um, but this friar is very different. Um, he's working in amongst the gangs, uh, and I wanted it. He's, he's a harder person he's had a life of sort of violence and and grown up amongst gangs himself um so i'm playing him younger he is you know he's come away from that life of violence and he wants to kind of change things for people in this community you know he's friends with romeo now and he wants to um he wants to you know lead him down a different path he doesn't want him to end up in that same situation but 
lo and behold, we know what happens. <laughs> we do indeed, yes, and I can't wait to, to come and see it all over again. So, uh, now we, we spoke to to Lawrence about um, his background with drama as well, and I know that you've got a very um, dramatic background, if you like, um, because you're a Lambda tutor, aren't you? I am, yes, and I, I absolutely love doing that, to be fair. Um, I really, really enjoy it. So I work with, work with young people, um, and uh, I get to work with them on a duologue or a monologue ready for exams and we get to really pick it apart and really get into detail about those characters and what their um, their background is and what their motivations are and I just love it I love seeing the development and then I love seeing what they're able the, the things that you know even nine-year-olds are able to create when they get that time and to work on it I, I just love it. Now for those who don't know just tell us what Lambda is and what it stands for. So um so Lambda is actually a, a drama school in London. Um, the Lambda examinations, they're a bit like um, how you can do music exams. You can get like grade one, grade two, grade three, and you can do it in drama. So you can do it for sort of speaking poetry. You can do it for um, for acting. I think you can even do it for musical theatre as well, although I don't personally teach that. Um, and so you can go in, you can you can get grades. So you can start uh, lower down. So um, some students might start on maybe grade two or grade three. Um, and then as they sort of get older, like some of the people who are perhaps doing A-levels and things might be doing sort of grade eight, um, which is, you know, it's very, very high standard. And so they are, you do have to go and do an exam. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're proper things. But you also get UCAS points for them. They're great. Brilliant stuff. Uh, now then, the fry, your friar, uh, um, Friar Lawrence in this, uh, he, he comes across as quite a nice person, but he's got his own agendas, hasn't he, wanting to marry uh, Romeo and Juliet off? He he does, yeah. And I, for me, it comes from, um, you know, we, we make up our own sort of backstories as well. And for me, it's because of his his past in terms of what happens in gangs. Um, you know, when you know, he's been a part of that life, he's seen the repercussions of it. And the life that he's now living with this big dispute going on between the House of Montague and the House of Capulet, um, he's he's observing he wants it bring it to an end. So that is his objective. He wants to bring it to an end. And this just so happened when Romeo says that, you know, he's he's got feelings for Juliet, um he sees an opportunity there mm. to try and try and bring these two households together through love. Even if it is by giving Juliet a bit of poison. But there you go. That, that's that Shakespeare <laughs> for you. So, but, but it's not really. That's I, fine, that's I'm, fine. I'm not going to spoil anything if people haven't seen it before. Uh, <laughs> it is a bit of a mini tour. It starts this Wednesday, Wednesday the 7th of February at uh, Carrington, uh, St. John's Church, yeah. which is the one that I'm coming to see because I can't wait to see it. Um, it then goes on. Uh, to Thursday, uh, where you're at Beeston Parish Church. Friday, the 9th of February, you're over at Newark for Newark Town Hall. Uh, that, that, that's a bit of a special one, isn't it? Isn't that something to do with the mayor? Um, it is the charity fundraiser, yes. And that, that room, by the way, is absolutely gorgeous. As soon as I walked in, I just stood there looking at the ceiling. For, it's just a lovely... <laughs> It, you're it, in for a treat if you're going to Newark. It is definitely a lovely place. Uh, then on to Saturday the 10th of February, which is at Leicester Cathedral, and there's matinee there as well. Uh, Wednesday, the yeah. Wednesday the 14th, of course, Valentine's Day. What better day to go and see Romeo and Juliet? Uh, it's at the <laughs> Embankment Pub and Kitchen at Trent Bridge. 
Thursday the 15th of February, it's at Ruddington Village Hall. Friday the 16th of February, uh, that's at the Clover, uh, uh, sorry, Cleaver and, is it Cle- Cleaver and Wake? Cleaver and Wake, yes. Yes. Uh, that, Upstairs at Cleaver and Wake. That, that's one. That's just uh, sort of just before you get to Trent Bridge, isn't it? Over the Trent Bridge. Am I right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the island quarter in Nottingham. That's right, yeah. Uh, so that's Friday the 16th. And Saturday the 17th of February, you're at... Uh, now, when I, I don't know whether it's Southall or Southwall. Um, and Lawrence <laughs> as well. He, he's the same as me. He says Southall Minster. So is it Southall or Southwall? I say Southall, but... I have Brilliant. heard people say Southwell. <laughs> that's three of us then. That uh, that says it's Southall. But then again, we're from Nottingham, so we're not from Southall or Southwell. Uh, it's at Southall Minster, and there's a matinee uh, there as well. So several uh, chances to come and see Romeo and Juliet by the Nottingham Shakespeare Company. Uh, it, it's just it's just an amazing uh, play. I mean, as I said to, said to Lawrence, you know, it was written in 1597. If it wasn't very good... It wouldn't be around now, uh, and you won't no, be performing it. True. So it's an excellent play. Uh, so, it's really good fun. Tony, thank you so much for taking your time out uh, for having a chat with us this morning. I'm sorry it was all a bit of sticking tape all over the place, but we got there in no, the end. We got there. And <laughs> we did so. Have a wonderful weekend, and, uh, and we'll see you down there for the start of the tour on uh, on the seventh. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Take care, Ken. You take care now. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you. (laughs) 